Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Teddy Cahill, who, of course, writes for Baseball America, covering all things college baseball and does a great job doing it. Teddy, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's a beautiful day here in Omaha. It's a hot day, but, but otherwise we're, we're enjoying it. Yeah, that's why I'm uh, thankful I'm here in DJ's dugout, uh, just a couple of, couple of blocks from the stadium because inside man i don't think i could be outside right now because it is a warm one but as you mentioned it is beautiful and it's going to be a great weekend and i know that you probably have done a lot of matchups and everything but just looking at the college world series field in general what do you make of this man because i'm looking at all the teams and i could see any of these teams making a run and winning it all what do you think yeah, I think it's a, a really fun field. Um, I, I, I think you can craft a case for all eight of the teams, and, and you're not really stretching it at all. Um, it's, uh, I, it's it's a lot of premium brands. It's uh, a lot of teams that are playing well right now. It's, there's a lot to like about this field. And, uh, you know, this time of year, that's all you can ask for. I mean, maybe the one thing that there isn't here that, that would make for maybe a little more fun is some sort of, like, true Cinderella story. Uh, but otherwise, I, I think we've got uh, an outstanding field here in, in Omaha. Who would you say is the favorite at this point? And uh, do you take a look at all eight teams and kind of make a ranking one through eight? Do you Is that something that you do? Um, well, so to answer the first question, I don't know that there is a favorite. I mean, some people are probably going to look at Texas and look, they were the preseason number one team for a reason. Uh, that, that would certainly be a, be an understandable choice. You know, Stanford's the highest seeded team here. Uh, that would be an understandable choice. I do think that that side of the bracket is maybe a little bit easier, and maybe that helps Stanford a little bit. Uh, but I mean, Notre Dame looks amazing right now. Oklahoma's come through so much, and uh, on and on and on. So I don't really know that there's much of a favorite. Um, and I haven't like ranked this one through eight in part because I just don't even know how how I would begin to the. Uh, that there's just not much separating most of these teams here. Whoever I ranked one, whether that was Texas or Stanford, and the whatever I landed on the eighth team would be, there, there just isn't much to to provide in any sort of separation between these eight teams. Well, Teddy, that's the thing is obviously we're going to go through a few of the teams, but Arkansas being the team that we focus on the most here in this state, and uh, they they've had a a very interesting run at it. I mean, they, they were a team that was hot in the beginning of the year and was a top five, top ten team, and then had a drop-off. They didn't host a regional or super regional, but then they started playing really well and got some nice wins. But heading into this, what do you make of the Razorbacks? And obviously uh, looking at them and their matchups and their brackets, their chances of possibly winning the College World Series for the first time ever in their history. Well, I think uh, they're playing incredibly well right now. I saw them in Hoover, and, <laughs> you know, I, as, as Arkansas fans know, that week did not go well. The week before didn't go well for, for Arkansas, uh, but they were able to turn it around. They played pretty well in Stillwater and in, obviously, a, a crazy regional. And then I was pretty impressed by the way they went out and won in a completely different fashion at North Carolina. You know, the, in, in Stillwater, things were so offensive, so much about comebacks and, and giant comebacks and, and hitting home runs and, and just putting huge numbers on the board. And in Chapel Hill, it was a lot more normal. Uh, it was a lot a lot more low scoring, and, and they were able to, to pitch right there with UNC. And so I think that, that bodes well for them going into this week, that they can you know play a couple different ways. Um, they need Connor Nolan to be at his best, uh, like he was against UNC. Uh, but they also know that their their offense can, uh, can keep pace with pretty much anyone. So I, I think that that makes them quite dangerous here as, uh, as we move into the, the the World Series. 
Arkansas-Stanford, of course, is uh, a rematch from early in the season, and these teams change quite a bit throughout the course of the season. And we've seen how Arkansas has played here lately. They look like a complete team, the team that uh, most of us expected throughout the season. But as far as Stanford, what can you tell us about Stanford and how they've looked throughout the season and, and what they look like now? Yeah, I mean, Stanford, uh, you know, they won that game there and I guess that was the second weekend of the season of so long ago. Um, and at the time, they, they were playing very, very well. They went through a bit of a lull over the next few weeks after that. Uh, actually, almost immediately coming out of that that tournament, they uh, they hit a bit of a wall. Then they figured it out, and they really have hit their stride in the second half. They're incredibly offensive, which is a bit strange for a Stanford team. I think historically we think of them as more of a pitching team, and their ballpark is more built for pitching, but they're incredibly offensive. It's one of the best offenses in the country. Uh, they also can pitch. Um, now, coming into this thing, their ace, Alex Williams, has not pitched particularly well in the NCAA tournament, and that's definitely something to watch here. If he's not better than he has been over the last couple of weeks, I, I don't love what Stanford's chances are in the tournament. Uh, but if, if he can pitch like he did throughout so much of the regular season, they have a real ace, they have a real you know, bullpen ace in, uh, in Quinn Matthews, and they have one of the best offenses here. Teddy, you mentioned the ballpark here in Omaha, and I think that that's something that maybe doesn't get talked about enough just among fans and everything because there's some fan bases that have teams that are so used to, to, to hitting dingers out left and right and, you know, power hitting and having big offenses that way. But I'm sure you know this as good as anybody. It's a lot different up here in Omaha. So for those that don't know, maybe go through what is it about this ballpark that makes it so different and how should teams try to play this ballpark if they want to have success offensively? Yeah, I mean, it is a bigger ballpark, um, but I think that some of the, that stuff has been, it's been changing. So when they first opened it, it was super pitching friendly and couldn't hit home runs here, couldn't mount comebacks here. And I, I just feel like that's starting to change um, for whatever reason. And nobody really has had great explanations for why it played as pitching friendly as it did or why that has started to change. Uh, I think some of it's just, college baseball in general at the time that this place opened was uh, you know, very much offensive suppressant, and now offenses are, are obviously resurgent. So you do have to just be aware of how big the outfield is and, and play the gaps and, and all the rest of that. And I, I know that's something that Arkansas has been mindful of over the years. I, I remember my boss talking with Tony Vitello like five years ago probably about how uh, you know you have to have better athletes uh, you have to recruit better athletes because when you get to Omaha, you're going to need them in the outfield. So that is something that they uh, they know they need that they you know ha- have to have to work with. Uh, and obviously, you know the, the Arkansas staff knows knows this park as as well as pretty much anyone. So I'm sure they'll be ready for it. But but I do think that you're going to see home runs over the next couple of weeks. That's just the way college baseball has been this year. So just because they're in a park that previously has not played that way doesn't mean that that's the way it's going to play this year. Is there a team that stands out that uh, based on how their season went or maybe how they were playing at the end of the season, kind of like Arkansas, because if you go back just a few weeks, maybe uh, there were some doubters that didn't expect Arkansas to get to where they are. But is there a team that stands out that made it to Omaha that you're kind of surprised by? Well, I mean – I guess you would have to say that that's Ole Miss, right? Because they were one of the last four teams in the field. They were a team that a lot of people thought wasn't going to make the tournament. And 
and all the rest of that. And here they are having blown through the Coral Gables regional and the Hattiesburg last weekend. So, I mean, I think you're describing Ole Miss, uh, but it's, uh, that, that's also a team that at one point was, you know, ranked number one in the country that came into the season, a, a top 10 team in the country, just like Arkansas. And, um, you know, just hit, hit a wall at the wrong time and it was kind of extended, uh, more so than, than Arkansas saw, but, uh, the the way Ole Miss is playing right now, they're they're they've just been playing incredibly well. Only only three teams in in history shut out a team over super regionals, and and they're one of them, having just done that last weekend at Southern Miss. I tell you this, Teddy, it was another crazy year where you had the number one overall seed, like you mentioned, with Tennessee not making <laughs> Omaha. Arkansas is very familiar with that because that was them last year, and you know the 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 number gets thrown around in the stat about how. There's never been a number one overall seed to win the College World Series title since Miami did it over 20 years ago. And I guess my question is to you, why has it continued to be that way? Because I know we could just chalk it up and say, well, you know, that's baseball and whatnot, which I think there's an element of that. But it is pretty incredible to where you see teams that are so dominant, like Tennessee was this year, Arkansas was last year. Now, I mean, not even make the trip to Omaha and not even have a chance to, to win it. It's just crazy to me that this keeps happening year after year where a team is so good for so long, but then they just can't get it done in the postseason. Yeah, I think it does definitely start with the format because we're talking about a format, especially in Super Regionals, where the last three number one overall seeds have been tripped up, UCLA in 19 and then Arkansas and now Tennessee. You know, it's a three-game series, and, you know, I we, we hear it all the time during the regular season, and maybe we brush it off, but, you know, anything can happen in a, in a weekend. And, you know, once you get to Super Regionals, every team is good. You know, during a regular season, even in the SEC, not every team is is good necessarily, but by the time you get to Super Regionals, like, the teams are there for a reason. So I think that is that is part of the reason why this, this keeps happening. Then I think the second bit is that if you are playing against a team like an Arkansas, like a Tennessee, like a UCLA from 2019, that has been the number one team in the country for weeks on end, that hasn't been challenged, like hasn't faced adversity, hasn't felt pressure, hasn't had to deal with the own mortality of their season. And then all of a sudden they do because they lose a game. Uh, you know, that I, I just think, you know, these are college aged players. We don't know how 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kids are going to react in that kind of situation until they face it. And you get a team like Tennessee that has only lost seven games all year coming into the weekend. Uh, and, you know, all of a sudden somebody is standing up to them and playing without fear because, you know, they're not supposed to be in this game. Like they're not, nobody thinks they can win. I, I think all of that plays into it. And uh, I, I do think the, the pressure component of it and the just being able to play with the absence of pressure is, is a huge part of it. Which teams impress you from a pitching standpoint? Because uh, this time of the year, we're always hearing about how important pitching is, and so uh, and especially the talk about being a pitcher's ballpark. So if some teams are going to win here, the thinking is that they're going to have to have their pitching lined up and, and play their best from a pitching standpoint. So who are some of those teams? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Notre Dame kind of stands out right now, the way that they're pitching, the way that Texas has the ability to pitch. They kind of stand out for that. And uh, I never would have thought I would say this about Ole Miss six weeks ago, but, I mean, they've pitched incredibly well once the calendar uh, has flipped to the postseason. Um, you know, all of these teams can pitch. You don't get here without being able to pitch. Some teams have more depth than others. 
but I, I think all of these teams have the capability of, of running off a whole bunch of zeros uh, at any given time here. Now, speaking specifically about the Razorbacks and going back to them, uh, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to think about, you know, all the elements that have to go really well for you to, to be in this point and even to win the College World Series. But what is it about this Razorback baseball team that makes you believe that they can win it all? Like, what's really impressed you about uh, them, particularly their pitching? Because it seems like that's the thing that's been coming around, especially in postseason play. Yeah, I mean, uh, the way that they've just been able to bounce back from that, that those poor couple weeks. I mean, they looked very much bad. <laughs> they just did not very look at all like a, a, a team that was going to go to the College World Series uh, when you saw them in, in uh, at the SEC tournament. And now, I mean, we know that that week doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot. Mississippi State last year went on to win the whole thing, having been run-ruled twice in Hoover. Um, but, I mean, still, to, to flip the script like that, to, to come out and, and play at, at a high level, uh, I mean, that, that to me is what, what's standing out to them. And then the ability to win in multiple ways, um, you know, to the, the way they pitched again last week in Chapel Hill, uh, but also the way that they hit in Oklahoma. Uh, you, you have to be able to do both, and they're, they've done both over the last two weeks. Are there any players from Arkansas that stand out that uh, have have really come through for them here lately? A guy that we have on this show on Out of Bounds, Peyton Stovall, he's been playing well, but – it just seems like as a whole, this lineup, and it's been changed over the last couple of weeks where uh, Coach Van Horn made some tweaks to it, and everything seems to be working. Yeah, I, I think it's more of a collective. I mean, you can point to some moments that Jalen Battles has had, and you know, Payne Stovall has uh, not been playing like a freshman anymore, and, and you know, you just imagine that now having gone 60 games under his belt, he's feeling different, and you know, we know what Robert Moore and Caden Wallace can do, but I think it's more about the collective uh, with that group. And, and we expected that team coming into the season to have one of the best lineup, de- you know, one through nine lineups in the nation. And I think now you're starting to see that kind of come to fruition. Just got about a minute left with you. So we can end on this one. I'm curious your thoughts on it, Teddy. We see it in national championship and football championship games, move around playoffs, move around same thing in basketball championships and all that. And I'm sure it's something you just get discussed and asked about all the time, but do you think that the College World Series will ever leave Omaha, or do you feel like this is going to be the home for a very long time? I don't. I, I think they're here. I wish they would move around for my own sake. <laughs> you, know, like, uh, you, you come here, and it's, it's fun, and you see how the city embraces it, but uh, you, know, I, you, you see how the Final Four moves around, and I, I think that would be kind of cool to experience this in other places. But, I mean, just realistically, the size of this ballpark um, – and the fact that they need it for two weeks is very limiting. You can't really play this thing in anything less than a major league stadium. That's the size that they've illustrated that they need for demand purposes. And major league teams don't want to leave their ballparks for 10, 12, 14 days at a time. So I think this is where it is, uh, for better or worse. And uh, obviously there are a lot of great things about it being in this place and in one place year after year. Well, Teddy, we appreciate you joining us, man. It's going to be a great time up here in Omaha, and uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you around up here. But uh, enjoy the College World Series, man, and we appreciate you hopping on. Absolutely. Thank you so much.